wig. It's hot local singles. Welcome to Hot Local Singles Pop Music Podcast for the gays and girls. Hi. Hi. I'm Josh. And I'm Juan. Hi, Juan. <laughs> Hi, Juan. We're back um, twice in one week. More songs, more bops. Caroline Polachek, Isabella Love Story, Bia, Nicki Minaj, Billy. Plenty more, honestly. Mm. Some smash hits in there somewhere, I fear. <laughs> yeah, if you dig deep. <laughs> yeah. So let's get started. Bunny's a writer. <laughs> Josh is like, okay, you're going to say it. <laughs> Bunny's a writer. Bunty is a writer by Caroline Polachek. <laughs> yeah. Her big comeback after Pang, 2019 album, critically acclaimed, perhaps not as much as it should have, as it should have been. She's right. been pretty quiet since. She released a cover of Breathless, but this is her first original song in the past two years. Interesting comeback again, much like Shakira. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, her last single release was Breathless, that cover. Mm-hmm. So you're right, it's her first original song in a while. I love that Breathless cover. Um, yeah, that yeah. was produced by Daniel Harrell. This is produced by Daniel Harrell, too. Mm-hmm. It's a different. It's a different sound for her, though, isn't it? It's like funkier. It's like yeah. funkier closer to like the weekend than anything popular, she's ever done. Funkier, more accessible. Yeah, it's all that. It's, it's a bit weird. It's beautiful, though. Um, yeah, it's just like funky pop, and she like gives Drake at some point too. She like yeah. kind of serves Drake vocals. I do. I do. Yeah, cute. <laughs> Nice little yes, harmony. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like it. It's not amazing. So Caroline said about this song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is she saying about this song? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like boiling hot. Caroline Pochek said this song exists. <laughs> she said, Bunny is a writer is a summer jam about being unavailable. Bunny is a slippery, impossible to get hold of girl. Oh, I get it. Maybe it's a fantasy. Maybe it's a bad attitude. But anyone can be Bunny, at least for three minutes and 17 seconds. She's like a Rolling Stone Bunny. It features a scorching bass performance from producer Danielle Harrell, plus his baby daughter's first vocal cameo. And yeah, you do hear the baby voice in that, yeah. don't you? Kind of cute. It is cute. Very Pepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepep
Stop. It's like pretty embarrassing for her. And then Alicia Cara also apparently did something really similar. Stop. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see yeah. it. Yeah. Don't the basics. go. Don't. Don't go yet. That's what it's called. I literally don't couldn't read it. I'm not kidding. That's in the mix sense. There it is. Don't go yet. Yeah, don't go yet. And then um, <laughs> I saw two. Who else did I see? Oh, Bouncing by Sinashe. That cover art has like some fucked up like. Oh, really? I missed that. Kind of Vine-esque. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Typography. Um, been done. Obviously yeah, been, been done. done. Yeah. But I guess that's just what it is. You're right, though. The Camila Cabello cover art is very Polachekian. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the one who said it. Like, the internet is like was going off about it last night. No, you said it. <laughs> just now you said it. <laughs> no, you so, invented those claims. I really appreciate Caroline abandoning typography. I feel like that's a bold political statement, actually. <laughs> I'm into that. She's like, nothing Nothing has to be said anymore. We don't need to write anything, any words. It's all about vibes moving forward. It's vibes. It's yeah. lighting. It's facial. It's about it's babies who can't even say words, just like yeah, gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Post-language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pre-language. Well, actually, actually, wait, no, not to sound like ridiculous, but that's the one thing, this is a mental note that I made about the song, is that it remind some of the lines reminded me of Gone, classic, huge track oh, by Charlie XCX. Oh my God, which just turned two years old. Yeah, where she's like, why do we keep when the word like just like doesn't make any sense? Some of the lyrics don't here, search me in here. I'm already gone. Yeah, <laughs> and some of these lyrics are like similarly nonsensical and like are missing like a word. Like, wait, what's the verb there? Like, what are you saying? What do you what do you mean? Yeah, that's like the vibe, which I really like. It it feels very like crackheadian, very inter internetian. You know, just yeah. Like, you know when you tweet and you're kind of like, oh yeah, sure, I forgot a couple of nouns there. <laughs> a couple <of> nouns. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even like calling the protagonist Bunny is just like, there's such a lack of sense overall. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. It is, it's such a light pop song in that way. It's kind of cool. It's definitely the poppiest she's been since like her chairlift days. And even then she was pretty indie. Right, yeah. The Bunny is a writer. People are speculating if it's like a reference to the um, Off Montreal song that is like, it's called B Bunny Ain't No Kind of Writer, something like that. Which does seem like definitely like a reference to that, but she hasn't explicitly said anything about it yet. Mm. But it's like she like it literally is like a like a negation of that song. Bunny is a writer, um, so I wonder if she's ever going to say anything about that. Yeah, definitely must be. She must be right, but I wonder why she hasn't said anything because I mean, I in that interview that he sent, she hasn't mentioned it either. No, it's not mentioned. It's very fun. Pang had a lot of like songs that felt huge like huge like emotional statements and stakes you know yeah like in each song you were like is she gonna fall off that ladder is she gonna die this song is just like she's having fun and i guess that's the whole point of it right she says it's like about being like elusive and escaping not being pinned down into any box escaping meaning yes yes right dad bunty literally yeah not being pinned down though yeah. I feel like I can't pin Caroline Bolchek down at this point. She could have kept doing that pang slash breathless thing forever. She had another pang in her, I think. She did. I think so. For sure. Yeah. Because people liked it. And I think it was, it was very well received, but people wanted it to be more, I feel like. Yeah. Or, yeah. There was more. I loved sure. that album. It took me yeah. a while, but I loved it when I was in the mood. It's a grower for sure. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sorry. I was like blacking out because I was looking at her tour dates and, um, Oh, Long story short, there aren't really any. <laughs> There's one in London, but it's sold out with Oak Lou, which would have oh, been true. fun. 
Oh, I just remembered. Yeah. Did I tell you the story where I was like really stoned and I bought tickets to a Goldfrap concert? Oh yeah, you did tell me that. When is that show? That's in London in April. <laughs> in when? Next April? Next April, yeah, 2022. Holy shit. Yeah. I guess you're going. I guess I'm going to London. Wow. You're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surely not. It was pretty sold out, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's exciting for you. No, I need to sell the ticket. I bought it stone, then it was a bad decision. I don't have. Are you kidding? Well, maybe now I'll go, but. Oh my God. Now you'll go. I, like, I don't have money for. The ticket was expensive, and I don't have any bought the plane tickets, but it is in the middle of April, so it might be cheap to fly then. I bet you could sell it if you really had to for yeah, Goldfrap. No, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it would be super fun. I would love that. I'm just saying, like, you might know someone there at the time. Yeah. I probably will know someone who lives there uh, <laughs> <laughs> in April. <laughs> Specifically in April of 2022. So cryptic. I love it. That's what podcasts are for. <laughs> no, that's what uh, Bunny and a writer. No, Bunny is a writer is the cryptic pop. Bunny is is a writer is cryptic pop. Yeah, what the fuck? Who is Bunny? Could be me, honestly, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about music? I don't even know what just happened. I don't okay. think so. This song we really lost the plot, but it's hot. Yeah, sure. she made us go like full <laughs> abstract, like <laughs> absurdist. I love Caroline Polajak. That's all there is to it. It's hot as hell. Dataism, data pop. Data, yeah. <laughs> and Danny is sounding fucking good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny always smashes it. I'm excited for so. the next project because it seems like she's going to come out with something really bizarre. That's pretty good. I do think the song is not spectacular, though. I will say that. It's yeah, not, okay. it's, it's a cute song, but it's not like, yeah, it's not groundbreaking. Much like Normani, people were really happy to see Caroline yeah, back. totally. Yeah, the gays were loving it. I'm just happy to have her. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. am. It's that simple. That yodeling ass woman, I love yeah, her. Right. <laughs> hot, but I suppose people were happy to see Carolyn, but people were not happy to see the next artist on our docket. Oh, that's for oh. sure. People were furious. I would argue. About Gen Z Billy? tore her down. William Eyelash has come out <laughs> with what is probably like the fifth single of this album. The name of the album is like Happier Than Ever, and the name of the single is NDA. Yeah, Billie Eilish. How do you how do you talk about this? Like, I, I feel like she. This, yeah. I feel like it's like a coordinated campaign to end her career. It's like Olivia Rodrigo's team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I guess I guess she's been dating a twenty four year old. Is and that like, the controversy? Yeah, I think it is. And like Gen Z is appalled by that. Wait, was she queer baiting or was that Olivia? Oh no, she said she said a slur. A racial slur. Which one? I think the N-word. I think she like sung, like was singing a song. Oh, yeah. So there's been a couple like little things, but it it does seem coordinated because like, it's not like she did one thing. People are just like adding up and tallying up little things that she's been doing. Yeah. She like sang or rapped the N-word a few years ago that came out recently. She's dating a 24 year old. But wait, how old is Billie Eilish? Like 19. I'm I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm dropping dead. No. Okay, so literally, her fans on TikTok are posting like front-facing videos. Listener, mm-hmm. being like, the grooming in this industry is fucking twisted, and they're talking about 19-year-old Billie Eilish dating 24-year-old bottom text. Bottom text. Like I literally like, who is can't. This? Who is she dating? She's not dating like an executive. No one at 24 is anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Tyler Vorse. 
Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. Oh, apparently he has the homophobic and fat shaming posts on Twitter and Facebook. Are you talking about me or what? <laughs> <laughs> the famously homophobic and fat shaming Juan <laughs> bottom text. <laughs> Juan He's vitamin intake. Fat faggot. Yeah. I think Jen C needs to get a grip. That's I mean, Yes. Yeah, we we weirdly haven't talked about that ever in this podcast like about like gen z puritanical hysteria about like grooming and age differences because yeah. we don't love to talk about culture wars it's just not rt we don't talk about like appropriation and like no it would get us more listeners but probably, it's not yeah. it's not fun but i think we both agree that it's just this specific case just seems so blown out of proportion we don't know the specifics, but if it's really like a five-year year gap between consenting adults, I think people, it's not a cancelable offense at all. I know. And like yeah. grooming and like age gaps is like a perennial Twitter topic anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it just feels like a joke, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a perennial topic either to like say that someone's grooming or to like yell at the people who are saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's fucking endless. Yeah. I think here's my theory. I think that it's... It's it's stupid, but it's gaining track. It wouldn't be gaining track if her music was better. Traction. No, that's exactly right. I think Kayla on the Discord was saying the reason why these almost conspiracy theories or at least like points of conversation are taking off is because Gen Z feels like they need a reason to not like Billie Eilish anymore. Because mm. it really wasn't that long ago that she came out as a musician like yeah. this just happened two years it's been two years so for like gen z to decide they don't like her yeah. they feel like they need a moral reason they need a moral rationalization for rather than like an artistic or formal yeah totally totally instead of instead exactly instead of being like yeah. actually i'm not feeling this artistic direction or whatever direction yeah whatever yeah. exactly whereas no. we on local singles know exactly why we like stuff or not. Yeah. And I and I agree with that because... And we say it every day. It's weird because it's not like her music. She's not Alicia Cara. She wasn't ever singing about politically correct issues. She Her music was always a bit... Like, it never had any social commentary to it. And no. she did get in trouble for it, but for um, I Wish You Were Gay. I remember that back in I feel like she had, like, an anxious persona, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Gen Z related to her for that reason. And I, I guess a lot of it has also been like how she's become more like sexual or yeah. showing a bit more skin. Yeah. It's actually like a little bit dark sided, honestly. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of projection, I think, from her fans. And yeah, they're like, there's like, they want to, like, I think we all want to acknowledge the fact that the album is not as interesting as the last one, that yeah. perhaps the Grammys and the music industry at large jumped the gun a bit and was like, oh, she's like, this prodigy and then now we're saying right she's just a, re a really talented young woman not necessarily a five grammy winner for in one night kind of vibe so i feel like people are trying to like whenever someone reaches like a really high high people yes. have to drag them down and the problem with with billy is that the music is pretty adequate i don't think it sucks i think it's the same shit as last time it's just that there's no difference to it so we're bored with it and instead yeah. of being honest about that fact is what you were saying the gen Zers are now now they have Olivia, so they don't have to worry about what to listen to next, and they need yeah. to cancel her somehow. Yeah, like your power, that single was literally a ballad, kind of. Yeah, that's kind of her worst song ever, I think. 
It's kind of her worst, but then NDA yeah. really does sound more like her first album than yeah. any of these singles so far. So yeah, I there's nothing like different, but I think Gen Z has like, they're just, they're just looking for a new era really. And I don't yeah. think Billy's giving them that. And they're always looking for a new controversy too. So it does seem that way. Gen Z, don't be mad, but it does seem that way. Yeah. Keep streaming though. Not all of Gen Z, just some of it. But uh, NDA, speaking of the music, I think it's a pretty good song. I really like it. Yeah, it's fine. I think out of the... Uh, <laughs> it's fine, but you know what? She's kind of fat phobic. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a capitalist. NDAs? Why do you have to sign NDAs? Oh my God, that's tea. That's actually tea. Why are you, sign- why are you like supporting the legal system by signing documents like that? <laughs> I think NDA is a pretty good song. It feels big for once. The last couple tracks just feel mm. like so underproduced, like missing some elements. This one like soars at the end. It has like like auto-tune melodies. I think it mm. works. It has a like sinister sound that made her, made her famous. Yes. It has a little piano that reminds me of the bad guy synth, which is like sort of like right. sinister and like, yeah. But other than that, I think the album, it's, I mean, yeah, it's like disappointing already. They're really trying to make something stick and nothing stuck. Wow. I mean, I'm reading Wikipedia and it's the first three charted at top 10, but they barely made a mark. I mean, definitely your power, like no one remembers that Lost Cause was completely lost. And even in DA, which I think is the better out of all of them, doesn't, it's like just the, the people are just like at this point, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. Maybe she's suffering from this, the curse of the best new, best new artist Grammy. Honestly, it wouldn't be the first time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this song is local, I guess. It's really Elish. It's local, for sure. Next song. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm texting too. I know, I'm literally clicking. I'm like so sad I missed these Caroline Polchek tickets. I'm like dying. <laughs> <laughs> they were only 20 pounds and they're obviously sold out. Next song, Bia featuring Nicki Minaj. Now, here's my little quirk. I know nothing about Bia. Me either. I didn't I until Nicki Minaj yeah. remixed this. But obviously, a whole lot of money was a hit before she hopped on it. It seems like it. I'm looking at the numbers here. I'm looking at the numbers too, yeah. So, yeah, a whole lot of money. What the fuck? Like, this zanned out flow that Bia has. I like it. You love it? Yeah. I literally couldn't give a fuck. Okay, go on. I think I'm I'm so alone on this. Yeah. Sell me on it. Even the Discord was like, what are you talking about? No, I don't know. I don't even know what I like about it. It's just like something I like. It just hits. It just hits, yeah. I like Nikki on it. I I mean, I'll always like Nikki on anything. She has two verses, basically, which she, is cool. Yeah, she's kind of like, like sprinkled throughout, weirdly, yeah. At one point, like it's Bia and Nikki, almost exactly. a duet, like back yeah. to back. I cute. think that was really cute, yeah. Yes. Where Nikki gives the genius and very <laughs> well thought out line where she's like, I've been around the plug and all the girls want to be, yeah. Literally a high point. <laughs> <laughs> and Bia responds, probably because my waist is skinny, like long Nia, like Nia Long, the actress. But yeah, that back and forth, I think is really cute. People should do that in rap more often. I don't think I've seen that very often. No, no. Yeah, right. Two women going back to back is cute. But I mean, the song is not groundbreaking. And someone did point out that Nikki, like the song is the exact same as the original. It's just like a Nikki sprinkle throughout. But I, I don't know. I like, I'm a, I'm a barbarist. I enjoy Nikki and her like to me Nikki invented what Carolyn and Charlie are perfecting now this like the mindless brain 
like brain circuit pop music. I'm just gonna that vibe again. Wait, you think Nikki is perfecting? No, Nikki invented. Yeah, much like Nikki invented hyperpop <laughs> with her album with the song "Stupid Ho." Right. No, I'm joking. That's that, that's a, not a, that's not true. But no, great point. And I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> and I'm gonna put your name on your it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think Nikki. I always talk about how like Nikki is like invented the the crackheadian aesthetic of just like repeating a word like like short circuiting kind of by <laughs> it gets into your head and you just start, start repeating like because i'd be the buddy be barbie thinks baby bad envy like over yeah, and over yeah. and that kind of vibe which i think is oh that's so good <laughs> the nonsensical that nonsensical element is i don't think it's explicitly cited in gone and bunny is a writer <laughs> but it's it's the same the same aesthetic <laughs> cute <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You're like off your head on Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is local. Maybe it's hot. I don't know who Bia is. Depends on what <laughs> depends on what her deal is. But I think it's local though. Come yeah, on, it it's got to be local. Yeah. I want to hear it like at a stupid club. Oh, for sure. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of stupid, how I want to hear it at a stupid club. A stupid club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the vibes are a bit like um. Strip clubian, like a bit, yeah, uh, bees in the trap kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that, um, TikToker we watch who's a cashier oh, yeah. at a liquor store Iconic. in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Love that woman. <laughs> okay, next song, Allo by Isabella Love Story. Pod fave Is- Isabella Love Story. Yeah, exactly. Comes out with a new single. So she had that EP last year. I forget the name of it. Mariposa, I think. I forget. Yeah, let's call that. And she's remixed the hell out of that. There's like a bunch of remixes mm-hmm. from that. So this is her like her first original song. Although it's been not that long, like in a year. And this one is produced also by Chicken, but I think also so it's Chicken and the credits say Nick Leon, who has an art artist name that I think is a bit more familiar. Mm. Uh but he's like associated with like do you remember that? Mexican label Nafi that was like a big thing for like a year totally yeah yeah I think he's like associated with them so it's that kind of vibe that's like very pre-pandemic to hear that again yeah yeah totally really brings me back so yeah the song Hello it pushes what her son Kitten Heel was doing previously mm-hmm. which was like a really deranged energy yeah this, even from the get-go you're already getting this like lobotomized again crackheady and just like all over the place kind of music yeah I really like the direction she's going because she's like sort of harnessing the humor of songs like Kitten Heel more and really just exploiting it into something like again ridiculous absurd Dada I didn't think of it as similar to Kitten Heel but it totally is yeah it's like the telephone version <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's pretty fucking cute honestly what are the lyrics like spill they're so like she says like hello's hello yeah uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's it wait i'm trying to think of that song mm-hmm. oh she says hello like wrong number but you sound really sexy over the phone <laughs> and then repeats it hello wrong number but you sound really sexy and then i don't remember the um, the verses at all that's hot honestly yeah. she's so fun i read an interview she did on gay letter with whitney mallet on what sorry <laughs> Sorry, say that one more time. <laughs> on Gay Letter that she did with Whitney Mallet, <laughs> who's another Canadian who escaped Canada. 
And she says that throughout the pandemic, she was like very restless and the, like the objects in her room were speaking to her to write a song about them. Mm. So I guess like a lot of like the result of her phone talking, like telling her to write a song about phones. And it is very much just like an exercise on phone as a theme. And then that's that sort of right around that. But I think she just like has a really refined yet stupid sense of humor. She's very much like what we are. I'm like flattering, flattering she's ourselves. She's a freaking troll. Yeah. But, but yeah, I guess she's a troll, but like also I think like a troll, I think of someone who just doesn't do anything and just trolls. Like she puts out music. So it's not. Yes. Yeah. No, she yeah, works, but, yeah. but she's yeah. a troll. <laughs> she has a job. <laughs> 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 but it's like more than it's beyond trolling. It's like, humor is very like internet based i think it's just like yes. internet hum- internet humor and you can see that as someone there's a really funny scene in the music video where she's like in the middle of a forest and then it's like a one second shot where she like looks back really dramatic like there's a camera yeah. behind her and she has like a, a landline with like a phone with her and it's like <laughs> she's like on the phone that kind of vibe which is like this is obviously so completely like doesn't make any sense but it's hilarious but also rooted in like cool reference like i don't know it looks like a 70s horror movie a bit yes but it's also like made by on a shoestring budget maybe i don't know yeah. the actual budget but then also has yeah. all these like you can see this as someone who grew up not only in the internet because at this point everyone did but with like cool within cool circles of the internet like she gets it like was on tumblr for the right year exactly yeah totally. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we like we obviously love a budget, as we saw last episode, or as we saw with Normani. But yeah. like, no budget is just as fun if you know how to work it. That's exactly. the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, it's not really about budget. Ultimately, it's just it's not that know. but Like, yeah, there's two sets on this, so it's, it probably has a better budget than Tanashi because Tanashi has the one set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Tanashi had to hire a bunch of backup dancers. So many. Yeah, but this one is like a <laughs> one set is like a, a shoe store where she works. And I guess the concept of the music video is that she's at work and falls asleep and, and she's on the phone when she falls asleep and then <laughs> moves into this like fever dream of her talking on the phone on a, on a shoe. And then oh those, those boots that have like phones taped onto it. Oh, I've got to watch that. This is the kind of, her music, I think is the kind of show that if you play at 2.45, like right when the club <laughs> is about to close, people would just go stupid. Oh my God. People would just like, in the words of, in the words of the Black Eyed Peas, people would get it started. Yeah. Yeah. Get it started. Yeah. That's why you can't play it at 2.45. You got to play it at like 12.45. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Get those fuckers out by 2.45. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. That's true. Thanks, Isabella. Thanks, Isabella. Come on. Come on the pod. That's hot. Come on the pod for sure. I'll be in Montreal soon. Wink, wink. <laughs> okay, so Scorching Hot. What's next? We have a game. Oh my God, Troy Savannah. Are we really yeah, going to talk about that? Why are we closing with this? <laughs> it doesn't feel right. No, let's move to mentions. Let's just do mentions and he can be a mention. Okay. Yeah. So Juan, you had you had an honorable mention. Spelling, Spelling right? Tell yeah. me about that. This is more about the album. Spelling came out with a new album called The Turning Wheel. Kind of, it's been a couple of weeks now. And it's a really good album. I really loved her album before this. I forgot what it's called. That one has a more of a spooky sound. This one is more like theatrical, chamber pop, Kate Bushian kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. And that comes with a grain of salt. 
I think that it's like if you don't like that vibe, you might not like this album. But if you're into that, I think this is like a really well produced, very beautiful, and like just like sounds extremely unique, which I think yeah. is missing a lot in pop music nowadays. It is a bit like it straddles the line a bit, like Fiona Apple with getting a bit too theater kid at times, specifically vocally. Sometimes I'm like, okay, chill it, wicked. Like I don't need the. <laughs> so that's like the one criticism that I would give in. Um, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a good album to listen if you're into like, I don't know, that kind of vibe. Cute. Yeah. And then we, I think both liked Let's Sing, Let's Dance by yeah. Park Hai Jin. It's kind of like this techno Korean girl. And yeah, she's been like doing her shit for like the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And it's always good, but this song is maybe my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just cute and fun and a bop, yeah. Bopacious. What is this you added after? What is this? I added two remixes after this. Um, two remixes of like major pop songs that took these kind of like lackluster mid to low tempo songs and made them like bops, in my opinion. So we have Competition by Amber Mark, remixed by Snake Hips. And we have Mirror by Sigrid, remixed by Paul Wolford. Mm. And you might remember Snake Hips from actually a Tanache song called, I believe, All My Friends. Snake Hips is, like, very 2017. He's adjusted his sound a bit. He sounds, honestly, a bit more like K. Trinata now than he does than he did before. Not to drag him, but... um, Oh, sorry, All My Friends was 2015, and it was with Chance the Rapper as well as Tinashe. Um, And then there was a song with Mo called Don't Leave. Like, he was big in, like, the last decade. Oh, it's it's two people, sorry. I'm fucking this up. <laughs> and, and they're Australian, the no less. Heat. Yeah, <laughs> they're Australian. Interesting. I think so. Yeah, I literally just saw their face and I made an assumption. <laughs> Is that wrong? Is that so wrong? They're from London. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, so yeah, competition. Snake Hips remix is a bop. Amber Mark has a cool flow on it. Amber Mark suffers from like bad production, in my opinion, but True. I do stand her. Um, R&B heads will know what I'm talking about. And then Sigrid is like this pop, like Scandinavian pop girl. And Paul Wolford brings like a piano house edge mm. to it that I really enjoyed. There's so many Scandinavian pop girls. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Sigrid is, where's she from? Norway. So yeah, two bops, two like honestly mid-tier to low-tier pop songs made much better by like dance music basically. So Shows the importance of production exactly honestly though next why did you add this here i'm just, like so confused do you hate this song it's <laughs> mafioso really like it. <laughs> mafioso <laughs> by nathy palutho <laughs> palutho we just said that name on the podcast beep, beep, pop with the beep, beep. no that's not that yeah yeah beep, yeah beep, whatever nathy's iconic i don't know what you're talking about i she mean does, she, she goes she goes yeah. fully like mariachi on this song i don't know why <laughs> I like respect her quite a bit because she just commits to her insanity so much. And at this point, it's not even like she's been bullied by everyone and she still keeps like the music video for this is insane. Yeah. She like doesn't dance. She has like seizures. As much confidence as ever. Yeah. yeah. She's just... <laughs> no one can bring her down. And I'm, I'm so happy about that. But musically, I really don't like this. It's like not my cup of tea. Fair enough. It's like. What is this genre? Like merengue? Like, like, like yeah. This is like is what my parents would listen to. 
Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's yeah. like reminded me of the Mexican restaurant I used to work at, what? except for her vocals, obviously. Right. It's like what parents of my generation listen to. Honestly, yeah. The generation of my parents listen to. It's like maybe a genius business move. I don't know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, what do we know at this point? Um, we also liked I Go by Peggy Goo. That one was actually really good. Kind of like a funky acid house mm-hmm. thing. It's cool. Very papacious for a dance track, but works really well. I always kind of like Peggy Goo. Yeah. And then finally, Dizzy Faye. I don't think we mentioned this song when it came out first. No, we didn't. Body Move. Really good song. Pretty good. And then it's better now because she remixed it with the Ying Yang twins. And she like, I think she read it the lyrics. She read it the beat and the Ying Yang twins are on it. So it's just like right. a little bit surreal. Well, she but mentions really like the works. original song. Oh, does she? Because in the original song, she says like, I'm going to whisper like the Ying Yang twins and then starts whispering. So in this one. Okay. So it shows you how much I've listened to the original, honestly. But um, it really works when they're actually in the song. Yeah. I really think it's a good song. Like overall. I didn't really get the song on its own, honestly. I feel like I get it more now. Maybe that's my ignorance. <laughs> Maybe you're just a misogynist. The evidence is piling up. <laughs> <laughs> I had another couple of tracks, but I'll just mention them because we don't want to get into them. But I added Glow by Farah, who's a British artist. I added Cute. The Rod by Dean Blunt because we didn't get a chance to discuss that. It came out like a month ago. Really good album. Okay. That song is like top five of the year for me right now. And then everyone's mm. been listening to Mariah the Scientist. So I was like, let me give it a try. And I like the song mm. To You. It sounds like Imogen Heap if she did like R&B. Okay, yeah, yeah. I hear that. So that's it. Cute. All that shit will be on the playlist, listener. Yeah. Thanks for listening this week. Um, That's honestly it. Yeah, that has to be it. I have to like open my windows now um, and breathe. But thank you. Love you. I love you. (laughs) See you soon. Bye, Juan. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.